Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for tuning in to week two of our series, Diving Deep. Before we dive deep in the boggy mud, I'm going to say hey to James Ross, lead pastor church on Bayshore. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, Justin. Happy Mother's that's Day a, week. They, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty shirt. You know, thanks. It's flower. I, it is the only shirt that I have that has like a floral print. And really? I feel, uh, yeah, it is. And I kind of like it. it. I wore it on Easter. It, would be, it could be my grandmother's tablecloth or it could be a good looking shirt. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to sure rock my it. grandmother has, it's like a <laughs> it's plastic material tablecloth. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Man, I remember growing up, my grandma had like the plastic things on the carpet, like to protect the carpet, but I'm oh, like, like, and they were hard. The clear thing? Yeah. 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 The yeah. other side of do them they, will like stab you. Yeah. Do they, yeah. they make those anymore? I wonder that I haven't seen those in a long I th- time. I think in our offices, we, <laughs> we probably do have them in our chairs. Office. Yeah. <laughs> man. That's funny, man. We, I saw somebody the other day, they had tied like uh grocery bags around their headrest and their Car. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I don't know <laughs> who it Because I've was. seen it in the parking lot. Yeah. We won't say their names, though. They, I guarantee you they do not listen to Boggy Talk because <laughs> they do not have the technology. I to, can, I can, I can, uh, <laughs> I've, I've narrowed it down. I've so, narrowed it down because everyone listens to Boggy everyone. Talk. Everyone. So, uh, yeah, did you guys have a great Mother's Day celebration? We, we you celebrate did. Your, your wonderful wife. Christy is mom. awesome. Yeah. Christy is awesome. And, and your Christy is awesome that, as she well. She is. So. You know, this year, uh, so last year, Mother's Day, our kids blew it like I said I but before Mother's Day I was like hey Mother's Day is coming up and they I just, should probably yeah they yeah. just absolutely forgot and then like that weekend it goes that Sunday's crazy you know, Sundays are crazy so we try to anytime Always. it's a holiday Sunday we're gonna celebrate it on Saturday and they were terrible like last year and they were and so like afterward I basically on, just was like kids. I sat him down and was like you know, I just laid it. I was like, yeah, how could you do this to your mother? Uh, and then the next weekend they made up for it. So this year we were proactive again. And I reminded them of last year and I will say they came through very nicely. So. But then, but then they were like, but she's not going to be our mom in heaven. <laughs> like they said <laughs> that right. this Sunday. So oh, they were like, why great. did we do all this? Yeah. Great transition. <laughs> great transition. So, Hey, we are in this series talking uh, through passages that we're talking about. I shouldn't about have referred morning. to her as your Christy because of the sermon. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, no one's mine. That's right. No one is mine. No one completes me. Jesus completes me. That's the end of the podcast because that's the <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, that's it. So, we're done. We're done. <laughs> so uh, we are taking a deeper dive into the passage we're looking into Sunday because we really want our heart in our worship services as we plan worship, as we're going through books of the Bible ex- and expository preaching is to help people study the Bible on their own and dig deeper. There's, I mean, we... I heard this at some point, basically like we live uh, in a time where we have more Bible resources available to us for free than any generation uh, in the history of since the Bible's written, yet we're probably one of the most biblically illiterate uh, generation, even Mm -hmm. in the church, uh, because, you know, 
the availability of resources doesn't necessarily mean we have all use. this and we'd rather read chicken soup for the Christian soul <laughs> That's and the right. Jesus and calling Bible. Yeah, so. so many other things that we'd rather just fill our minds with. So our, our heart in this is to really help people. God just hasn't deeper. spoke to me enough. I know. I'm like, dude, just, just read this thing, this and he will speak. It's alive. It's alive. So uh, this past Sunday on Mother's Day, we were in Mark chapter 12, verses 18 through 27. So I'm going to take a moment to read those to give us context for those who have not had a chance to listen to this previous week's teaching. If somebody fast forwards to this, do you think they're going to hell? Uh, <laughs> I think there's there's sufficient grace. <laughs> okay, all it's, right. It's, it would be clearly because they haven't memorized. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, you, you can skip forward 30 <laughs> seconds, 40, uh, probably a minute, it's a longer passage uh, if you've already read this or you know it by heart. Here we go. <laughs> Matthew, not Matthew, Mark chapter 12, 18 through 27 says this. And Sadducees came to him who say that there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question saying, teacher, teacher Moses, should we do a dialogue? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. Okay. Oh, that'd be funny. okay, go for it. <laughs> teacher Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife, but leaves no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and when he died, left no offspring. The second took her and died, leaving no offspring. And the third likewise. And the seven left no offspring. Last of all, the woman also died. In the, res in the resurrection, when they rise again, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. Jesus said to them, Is this not the reason you are wrong? Because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For when they rise from the dead, they will neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses in the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. Dude, I'm going to start saying you are quite wrong. <laughs> I think, I, mean, I think that needs to be like, we just need to have that scripture quote up. Like, you know, people put scripture art on the wall. We just put, you are quite wrong. That's good. <laughs> Mark 12, 27. <laughs> that's good. You are quite wrong. Yeah. That's so a uh, in this passage, that's a good shirt. It idea. is. You are quite wrong. Dash Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this passage, they're trying again to to trick Jesus, to catch him and to trip him up. And basically Jesus, again, because he's so good, so smart, so wise, but also compassionate and caring and, and corrective says, you're wrong. You're actually, and and isn't it like, even- You're quite part, wrong. You're quite wrong. <laughs> and at first glance, isn't it funny that they, they're trying to trick Jesus with this scenario that's just like, oh my- so let's just say if, and then all these, it's really hypothetical. You, so, you have to hear like a middle school kid's voice too. Like, well, okay. So, but, but, but what if? Yeah, but yeah, what if? That's yeah. essentially what it comes yeah. across as. So what's going on in this passage, Pastor Ross? Well, yeah. So the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. Yes. So they're really challenging the traditional view of the resurrection. And so they, they know Jesus has kind of got this ministry where he's setting himself apart uh, and he's He's just set apart. So that's why he's setting himself apart wholly. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, what about the resurrection? You know, and they're like, this, this is why the resurrection doesn't make sense. And he's like, your whole question doesn't make sense if you understand <laughs> who God is. And he they only accept the Torah. This is what's so awesome about Jesus. And he shows them in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, right? How they're missing God is the God of the living. 
Yes. And so they're thinking about heaven from an earthly perspective mm-hmm. or resurrection from an earthly perspective instead of thinking about it from a heavenly perspective. And we never do that. We never right. think yeah, yeah. about heaven from an earthly yeah. perspective. So uh, this past Sunday, you shared a diagram, a like revelation reason yeah, diagram. That yeah. was really helpful for kind of understanding this and how our how we're so limited. Why don't you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, I should give you the background of that diagram. You know where I first, uh, who used that diagram in one of their curriculum? Uh I don't know. Mars Hill Church. Oh, in Seattle. I know, right? Do you feel fall, like, do you, now it feels a little dirty. Yeah. <laughs> like when you there, put an what, asterisk. You would, you're surprised that the, there's an image of a man on the diagram. You're surprised it was anatomically correct since <laughs> it's right, Mars it's Hill Mars Church. Hill. You're like, oh, it's a man. This is a man diagram. <laughs> right. Anyway. We <laughs> Who can go, are you? <laughs> we could go all kinds of places there. But yeah, I showed if you weren't with us on Sunday, May God forgive you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Lord have uh, mercy on your soul. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't with us, then I showed this image of a, it's a man. And then there's this, you know, he's reasoning and there's arrows going up to his reason, but then there's like a ceiling and he can only reason to a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. And revelation, that's re- God revealing himself, revealing things to us comes down beyond our reason. Mm-hmm. The Sadducees uh, were people who really only dealt with like, what made natural sense to them. Mm -hmm. And so they really struggled with the idea of God speaking to us and changing our reasoning. And so that's, that's why I shared that is because like we, you know, like operate with an understanding of the world and, and God reveals things to us. So like creation reveals things to us. Mm -hmm. um, But then God's specific revelation of his word clarifies things for us even more like our natural the natural man's way of viewing certain things changes by what god speaks to us does that make sense it does make i keep sense. asking that during this po- <laughs> podcast does it make sense because it is a, it's a lot to comprehend or is basically, that too boggy like basically we god god's revelation supersedes our uh, our reason and really the only way we can understand things is if he helps us understand right. them yeah so, yeah so and really the, that comes through illumination of you know, by the holy spirit the holy spirit's work in us so which which is opposite of the sadducees and also opposite of kind of the modern um um view where reason like truth Mm. comes from within yeah Uh, we talked about that on our disney podcast you can go back and listen to that when dreams come true Mm. but like we've kind of started saying that what we feel inside is the ultimate authority um instead of like what's coming from outside and what's crazy is we've gotten to the point where even like that defies biology and science. So certainly if it defies like biology and science, then we're going to defy what we're hearing from God and his word based on just what we naturally feel. Yeah. And I think that and it, we're in trouble. it's kind of like our, we basically have our own bias. Cause I think a lot of people will struggle with like, we want everything about God to make logical sense. Right. Well, Who's logic? And not just, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Who's exactly. logic? Our our logic, our view of what logic should be. And really God does, I, God is without, you You can reason, like Tim Keller's book, The Reason for God, like he lays out like how God, it is reasonable to believe in God. It's right. not an unreasonable thing. Yeah. At the same time, God is beyond reason because we cannot understand everything about him. And, yeah. you know, like it, ultimately that's a good thing. I we, think- I think the reason we don't like this is because it confronts us with this reality that every single person who ever walks face to the earth is a person of faith. We yeah. just have, ex- we exist for such a small period of time and such a small portion of the world to know all of the truth in our natural reasoning. 
And so we have to rely on outside information to inform us. And the Christian is saying, I believe that God is the one who's speaking, this is the key to heaven and this is the way to life, where there's other people that are set people people. There's other people that are saying this is how we should live. And and but all of us that, and that's Keller's getting into all of us are operating with some degree of faith. And we're just contending that the Bible uh, is God's revelation to us on how to live. And so are we going to trust in God and how we should live? Or are we going to trust in like, you know, Freud? I mean, I'm not, or, or whatever. That was easy, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. More. Well, and so in this passage. You are quite wrong, Freud. <laughs> you are quite wrong. So in this passage, Jesus is using one of their, their deductions of reason against them really to teach them. And it it has to do with resurrection. As you said, they denied the resurrection. And so Jesus gives them right teaching about the resurrection, Yeah, but really getting to a bigger issue because he's not just correcting them about resurrection. He's correcting the way they're thinking. Right. Right. About God. Yeah. So C.S. Lewis said, you know, I believe in Christianity as I believe in the, that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by, by it, I see everything else. And, Mm. and really that, that is a great, that's a great, yeah, uh, kind of um, summary of of the Christian life lived out. Like once you have the sun, you begin to see everything else. And once you have the S-O-N, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you begin to see everything else as well. And, um, and we test those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Hey, is this true? But I, I would say one of the great evidences of the Bible being true is history. You know, it has proven to be true. The things of God not only are claimed to be true, but they hold up as true. Um, and and yeah, so so they're dealing with like a very small view of God instead of a living God. Um, and, you know, God who's not bound by time. They're yeah. thinking of things in this linear process, you know. Right. Um, and, and so that really gets into, I think, how we tend to view our life and how we tend to think about heaven. And it really confronts that because specifically – in a Western culture uh, and specifically, you know, with family values, we often think of heaven as this picture um, mm-hmm. of something. And I think that then affects like how we view life and yeah. affects how church looks often to, to an unhealthy level. Absolutely. So well, let's talk a little bit more about that. But first you asked this question last week and Jesus addresses this specifically in this passage. Will your spouse be in heaven? Oh, I mean, if they believe in Jesus, they will be. Yeah, (laughs) yes. But will they be your spouse in heaven? It doesn't seem to be the case based on this text. It does not seem to be the case based on this text. Yes, I agree. So again, heaven is far beyond what we comprehend. But based on this text, it certainly seems like we're we're not given to marriage in heaven because like the ultimate reality of heaven, I mean, excuse me, the ultimate reality of marriage on this side of eternity is to be a picture of Christ's and the church and their relationship. And that picture is fully consummated in heaven. Like it yeah. is fully there in reality and in perfect union with him. Yeah. You know, C.S. Lewis also in The Great Divorce writes about like this idea that, you know, if we were to enter into heaven right now with our natural, as the natural man, um, we actually would not like heaven because it would be a lot of things that we don't naturally desire. Hmm. But yet what Christ is doing in us is he's transforming us, you know, he's, he's glorifying us, he's sanctifying us. And so by the time we get to heaven, like that, that process will be complete. Um, so we will desire the right things of God. And so I think what, you know, for a lot of people, when you think about like, what we understand about heaven is it's focused on Jesus. There's no class, there's no reward for our earning. Like, hmm. you know, 
there's no probably children, you know, like we don't have children. We don't have parents. We don't have spouses. Like that's what the Bible seems to point to. And it's just, that's really hard for us to imagine. Yeah, that I is, think. It's, it's hard kinda, for us to imagine that being good. Yeah. Cause we like, that's ultimate now, like your family is more important. And it's, yeah. it's, it's hard for us to imagine that being a greater, better reality. But like, think about it. Like if that were heaven, there's a lot of people who don't fit that. Like mm-hmm. they don't have believing spouses, like right. they're single all their life. They don't have children. Like how is it heaven for them? You yeah, know, if like, that's what heaven is. Yeah, how? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what if, I mean, are my children? Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, you're you're asking this question about the resurrection mm-hmm. from like a, a earthly view. Mm-hmm. You're not asking like about heaven and 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 it's too big. He it really it is too big. I mean, mm-hmm. God is saying, "I am the God of Jacob. I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac." So, like, I'm the God of all of them right now. When He wrote that in the time of Moses, who were all dead, mm-hmm. like, not I was the God. Like, right, I am. The God. I am. Yeah, they're alive. Same God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As you're saying that too, like, I've heard it. You know, like shared this way, and I think it's. You know, I don't mean this in any insensitivity to anyone who you know has done this or received it this way, but it's kind of like when people like have experienced loss and they're not a Christian and maybe the person who died was, and they're like, well, don't you want to see them again? Yeah. Here's how you can see them again. And so I understand the heart behind that, but it's also like a little manipulative, you know? And so like, yeah, I, I, I will say, I hate that. Yeah. You can, you said it much nicer. I I am going to tell those people you are quite wrong when they say that. Because it's it's a manipulative way of like, you know, like we don't even, we don't know how that's going to be in heaven. We just know there will be great rejoicing and we will be this family of faith, worshiping Jesus, experiencing him for all of eternity. Like we don't, yeah. And it's just a manipulative way to. And like, it is hard to fathom. And here's what I would just say, like, if that brings a degree of sadness, like, I do understand that. But for every ounce of sadness that that makes you feel, what Christ is going to be Mm. and do in you for all of eternity is worth a weight that we can't even measure. Yes. And so that, that's what I think, like I, when, I, when I talk to our young kids yeah. about heaven, whether it's the kids here at the church that I teach or got my Bay Shore kids shirt on yeah. representing, that wasn't planned, but, um, or my own children, like when they talk about what, like what, what would the perfect heaven be? Which mm-hmm. is always like roller coasters and donuts, you know, and all <laughs> that. Eat like, ice cream. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? All I know is it's going to be a gazillion times better than Way that. better. Yes. A gazillion, Christ yes. and the fullness of his mm-hmm. glory is going to be there. I will say that, you know, this is this is something to really ask ourselves, though. Like, is Jesus Lord and is he our treasure? Mm-hmm. Because, like, if we don't want a heaven that doesn't have those things, then, like, are we really worshiping him or are we just seeing him as a means to those things? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I remember in uh, high school, there were some guys on the bus and they were making fun of our bus driver because she was a Christian who like just sang praise songs all the time. And they were like, basically like, you're so lame, you're so lame. And they were like, she just wants to like go to heaven. And they were like, and they literally, I remember they said like, I don't even want to go to heaven because I don't want to like sit on a cloud and play a harp all day. And that's kind of like, 
a lot of people how they view. And Which I was if you like, have six kids, it sounds really relaxing. <laughs> you're like, well, that yeah, actually yeah, does yeah, sound like heaven, yeah. just floating on a cloud and no one bothering me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so true. But it was like, I told them, like, that's not what heaven is. And I didn't really understand what heaven was then. I still you're like, heaven's ice cream. What are you <laughs> talking about? That's right. Didn't we just get that fun? Um, <laughs> but it's like, but I think that is people's view. And, and, you know, one of the things that he says in this verse, he's like, we will be like the angels. And mm, so mm. that has let that, that verse and that mentality does lead to some misconception. Because uh, I remember uh, in, when Christy and I were married, uh, first married, and she was a social worker, and she had um, a family that she was very close to that was doing foster care, and one of the children they had adopted had medical needs and then died, uh, sadly. And we were at the funeral, and it was a, a sweet funeral yeah. of a child who was born with just severe disadvantages, uh, physically, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we believe like through God's rest, you know, redemption through this family and through, you know, what they can understand the gospel would be in heaven. Um, and the, the mom, uh, was an older lady and she was up talking and she was like, you know, I just know that heaven's gained an angel and she's up there was like, oh. mm. I leaned over because she was like, mm. somebody needs to tell her like, we don't become angels. Now that's not the right time to do yeah, that. Right, right. <laughs> but, but I think some people that that's what they think. Like all of a sudden we, be- that's not what Jesus isn't saying. We become like angels and that we get wings and we fly around. What he's talking about is that, that he's talking specifically about marriage, like the union, yeah. like angels aren't given to marriage and in heaven, neither will we be. Yeah, yeah. I- you know, this is a, this is a good. Again, I think each person has to evaluate their own heart because, like, one person like is saying this is the condition in which I think it's heaven, and the other person is just sad and they're expressing as best they can. You know what's going to happen, and and God in His grace, I mean, just like it's going to be immeasurably better, and mm-hmm. we know that because we know that because God came to the earth, yeah, and suffered for us. And was victorious over death, like so we know that. But mm. yeah, um, so when you read this verse and you're like, "Oh, I'm not going to be married in heaven," did you start saying to Christy, "Well, girl, you're my angel, you're my darling, Shaggy"? <laughs> Baby, yeah, just call me angel. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think that you know, it's just you don't want to be mean spirited about this, but right. like really is Jesus the treasure? You know, right. I think that's the that's question. What it, that's exactly what it comes down to. I think, you know, whatever we can imagine, we can talk about all the things that we've heard or we've yeah. thought, or, you know, you hear people say, I mean, we, we unfortunately have, we go to a lot of funerals and some of the things that get shared, you're like, ah, no, like that's not, you know, like he's just up there just fishing and like, or she's, you know, it's like, well, May, I mean, maybe. I mean, I just know whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. So right. maybe they are. Maybe there yeah, is yeah. fishing in heaven. We honestly don't really know. And if, if we do, it'll be amazing and we'll catch something and yeah. it'll be beautiful and we'll be so much joy and it'll be perfect. But, you know, like Jesus says, behold, I'm coming to make all things new. Right, and that's that's right. the hope is like that he's making all things new in this picture of heaven. You know, when God created everything before the fall, like everything he created was, it was, we were in perfect union, like, Adam was like this perfect union with with Lord until right. until the fall and and because of the fall all of creation was affected. And so Christ is coming back. Mm. And he is coming to make mm-hmm. all things new. Mm-hmm. And I think some of our view of heaven is um this place we get to escape to. And I think historically you can look at this with the church. Uh, you know, if you go back 100 years and look at hymns, a lot of uh, uh, the talk about going to heaven is like leaving earth to go to heaven like and now like 
because life was a lot harder then. You know, you mm-hmm. think about the, the Great Depression and the war, you know, like, and so people was like, yes, I can't wait to leave earth to get to heaven. Uh, and it was almost this escapist. Uh, but really, you know, what we see is like, like Jesus is coming to make with the new heavens and new earth. Like he is going to make everything mm-hmm. right as it was mm-hmm. before. And so he is coming to essentially like he- bring the new heavens and the new earth. All things will be made right yeah. how it was. And so we need to view, I think, heaven not as this place to escape to, but as this reality that, you know, like we are called now to bring heaven to earth. Like so are you singing heaven is a place on <laughs> oh, earth? Oh, heaven is a place on <laughs> I'm just going to keep teeing you up <laughs> for these songs. All these songs. Yeah. But I think like that's our hope. That's our reality. You know, this. if you go and read Revelation chapter 21, this picture mm-hmm. of the new heavens and new earth where there'll be no more mourning, no more. He'll wipe away every tear. There'll be no need of the sun because Jesus himself will be the sun. Like, yeah, I'll take that. That's our hope. I love Christy, but I'll take that. That is going to be amazing. <laughs> and like, you know, will you, I mean, I, I have no idea. We yeah. don't know anything yeah. about heaven apart from what the scriptures tell us. You know, there's yeah. no one who's been there and come back that has a real story. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, that's another podcast we could talk about, but it's like, you know, we don't fully know yeah. what it's no, going to be don't. like, but we just know it's going to be amazing because Jesus is going to be right. there and there will be no need for the sun because he will light it up yeah. and all things will be made right. And because of that, like we can endure now, right. you know, so God's word to us is endure, endure, yeah. endure. He, that Paul's letters, he's writing to the church, endure, 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 yeah. because we have this hope. We have the resurrection. You know, Paul says that if we don't have the resurrection, we're to be pitied. You know, like we have that death has been swallowed up to death. Uh, by death has been crushed to death. Um, that's hope. And that's yeah. beyond that. Like, what do we know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, I think someone said last week was that, you know, we need a theology of suffering and in the West, we don't have a good one. And, you know, I think every, every child in, teenager can't think can't imagine a heaven where there's not like fun you know where there's mm. not roller coasters and sports and big big yard <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> in my father's house yeah it's big we can play football yeah that's and right. then in your 20s and 30s like every dude can't imagine a heaven where you can't have sex you know that's, what i mean people and then, are like oh because it's the best thing the world has to offer <laughs> right yeah. and then in your 40s and 50s i think like it's hard to imagine a heaven without family mm-hmm. you know and all of that and then as you get older you know it's hard to imagine you know maybe the same things I don't know. Uh, I'm not there yet. Um, I'm not in my forties like you, Justin, but, (laughs) um, the reality is I think when we suffer and we lose some of these things, or we don't have some of these things and Christ is enough in those moments on earth, it really is this taste of heaven, Mm. you know, and that's why we can learn so much from those who suffer. Um, you know, and as I was thinking about this, a song I love uh, that is Southern Gospel that you should do in the first service sometime uh, is that song where it's like, I study Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Yeah, bowed on my knees family. and cried holy. And then he's like, I just want to see Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we might see these people in heaven. Yeah. But dude, I just want to see Jesus. Yeah. And like, if that's not your mentality, then yeah. I don't know that you know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that you know who Jesus is. And kind of changing gears yeah. or shifting gears as we start wrapping this wrapping thing up, up yep. is, so we're talking a lot about like heaven and what it's going to be. But as you were saying, like Jesus came and heaven is now, like this begins now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not just like eat, drink, be merry, die, and then Jesus, like, if, it up, yeah. Like mm-hmm. the seed of the gospel of the kingdom of God is being planted in our hearts. And so we start, I, we start to view the world more like this mm-hmm. uh, as we go. And I think, 
God yeah. puts things like suffering to accelerate that in our mm -hmm. lives. That's why it's considered pure joy when you face yeah. trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Mm -hmm. Like that's really saying like it's creating a faith in you that in causes right. you to endure in faithfulness. So so mm -hmm. I think like God is the God of the living. Right. Right. So like mm. the spirit is alive. And I talked about this this Sunday. The spirit is alive in us working now. Faith is not just believing God does powerful things. It's his power at work in our life right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the question we have to ask ourselves is how are we living in light of heaven right now? Like how, yeah. you know, this should change. Jesus changes everything. Like this should change how we live now. Like yeah. the, the fact that heaven is our home, that, that is should change how we live now. It should right. change what we're willing to do. It should change our priorities. Uh, if we know we have eternal rest, eternal security in him, eternal with Jesus, eternity with Jesus, like it changes how we can endure. Like I know I can't endure anything because Jesus is with me right. now and will be with me and I will be with him actually is a better way to say it, forever. It, it's interesting because you think about it and you're like, okay, so Jesus is this treasure and everything else that I hold dear to in this earth probably probably won't be with me in heaven the way that I, I view it. And you think, oh, well, that brings less value to all these things. But actually, mm. if, if remember back to the revelation reason thing, like that's how we reason, right? But when we place Christ as the ultimate treasure, it's like we find our identity less in those things, like being a husband, being a wife, being a father, being a child, all these things. But we actually find them to be more meaningful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in their proper place yeah, underneath that's good. submission to Christ. Mm -hmm. So resurrection brings more value to those things. Yeah, yes. I see what you're saying. And that's a great point. I had not really thought of it that way. So, wow, look at me learning something. Oh, man. Way to go. So happy to just, teach you. Just, just so I happy love, to teach I love you. seeing things in a new way. It's in like, two yeah, years of right. Boggy Talk, you finally learned one thing <laughs> one from me. Thing. But it is. That's so true. It, just, it puts things in their right place and right, right perspective adds value because then you see them in light. Um, you see them in light of who Jesus is and his hope and his promises and that. That changes everything. That changes everything. Jesus changes everything. There's so much we could say, but do we really need to say anything else? Man, so just know this. <laughs> Heaven's going to be so much better than you can possibly. Mm -hmm. It's going to It's gonna just be amazing. I mean, mm -hmm. there, amazing is such a shallow word compared to what it's actually going to be like. And, and that changes how we live. So how is it changing you? Mm -hmm. And uh, how are you living in light of heaven as reality and living in light of, you know, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How that's are a we good, seeking to bring heaven to earth? And that's a good segue to next week as we look yes, at Matthew, yeah, or Mark, sorry, 12, <laughs> to Mark chapter 12, 38 to 34. Yeah, talking about 34. loving God, loving people, and uh, what that really looks like. Because uh, people aren't always easy to love, but we're called to love them. Mm. So mm. Uh, we're going to talk about that next week on Boggy Talk. And so, you aren't always easy to love. Uh, yeah, it's very true. But Ask, we love you, that's our right. listening and viewing audience. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. We love you, even if you don't love us. <laughs> but true. we know you it's do. True. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll tune in next time. <laughs> what blah, 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 blah. Thanks, that, that, that's all, folks. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 